0: You are listening to the Claycomo Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Today is February the 20th, 2022. Today's sermon continues Pastor Scott Gordon's series on healthy habits with prayer and harmony. I will note that in the middle of today's sermon, the church broke away for corporate prayer. So today's sermon sounds a bit disjointed because there's a large section that was taken out that was the church in and of itself praying in small groups. Otherwise, please enjoy today's podcast from Claycomo Baptist Church. You're going, wait a minute, about prayer, and we didn't do our prayer time together. You'd be observant, you'd be right, and yet it is still to come. So we have not uh, said uh, we're just going to talk about prayer. We're going to focus ourselves in a different way on prayer, on our prayer together. Um, the title of this morning's message is Prayer in Harmony. I invite you to turn your in your Bible with me to Matthew 21. And also keep a, a, a finger towards Acts chapter 4 that we will be heading that way in just a little bit as well. So as we begin in in our continued focus on the habit of prayer for our spiritual strength and health uh, as individual believers and as the church, I wanna read this verse and I wanna ask you, what is the primary focus you often hear when we read this verse? It's Matthew 21 and verse 13. Jesus speaking, he said to them, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. And when, when we hear that, what, what's, usually the, what's usually the focus that we drive towards there? And I might be telling on myself more than I am telling on you, but often what I hear the emphasis being is you're making it a den of thieves, it is cleansing the temple. That's the focus. That's what we're talking we, we run past the first half of that verse to get to that part because we got a clean house. But I want to say that it, it hopefully from this point forward or more often needs to be this. My house will be called a house of prayer. Let's just stop there because I believe if we got to that point, and I think Jesus' point is, far less about okay we got to make sure we keep driving out to money changers etc 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 it is make my house a house of prayer and the rest of this stuff is inconsequential dies it just is not part of our life together now the challenge my house will be called a house of prayer and we think about praying together challenge might be this one I'm intimidated to pray in front of others. And it's just like, oh don't don't shine the spotlight on me. I, I don't want to pray necessarily out loud in, in in front of others because I don't sound like and pick your favorite prayer there. I mean this is the person that you just know has his or her prayer life down every time they pray it, it is you know mountains move and, and the, the seas tremble and, and those kinds of things and we think man i don't deserve or i can't compete with or i can't pray on par with that other person well i i want to maybe challenge us and encourage us in this way When we think about praying together, it is more about praying in harmony than it is praying in an absolute uniformity. In other words, that it has to be, if I can't pray using the same phrases and the same cadence and just the same heart as this other person, then I shouldn't, or if we don't sound exactly the same, that it's just not going to be a blessing. And and I want to show you a video here. Of harmony. When I think of harmony, hold on, hold that thought a second. When I think of harmony, I think of the Eagles, and yes, that Eagles. Okay, there's a song they have that is called "Hole in the World." It was written after September 11th. And the harmony of this song is amazing. And this guy right here is taking and it's gonna break this down. I want you to watch and listen to this video and see the the beauty of this harmony as it comes together.
1: There's a hole in the world tonight. There's a cloud of fear and sorrow. a hole in the world tonight don't let there be a hole in the world tomorrow be a hole in the world tomorrow, hole in the world tonight, cloud of fear and sorrow, hole cloud of fear and sorrow there's a hole in the world tonight don't let there be a hole in the world tomorrow oh it just doesn't get
0: better than that oh i love that song and, and yeah now i've got everybody going oh i gotta go find that online and listen to the rest of the song i hope so i, I do I, I love this listen to that harmony man listening to it individually everybody's probably going oh, okay man it's another version of the same thing going and then you put it all together and it's just ah, just sin but did you notice none of them are singing the exact same part but they're all singing the same song folks that's our life together in prayer We are all singing the same song, though we sing differently, we sing parts differently. You may think, okay, well, you know, there's some that have the the lead in prayer and and that can be the case, and maybe I just have that, that little supplemental part, kind of that base part that kind of fits in, but every part of it is a beautiful piece of what we need as a church. In our prayer time together, so that's what I want us to think of. Praying in harmony is our praying together corporately. And first of all, just about that, by way of reminder, let's, let's set that stage. We kind of alluded to it, but that same uh, verse in Matthew 21, 13 is found in three, uh, all three of the, what is called the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in Mark chapter 11, verse 17, we read it this way. It says, Jesus, he was teaching them, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. And so Jesus is making reference to an Old Testament passage. Jesus had the authority just to say, I said... But this is kind of the fun part is scripture memorization and recall jesus says is it not written and so it was written somewhere and that somewhere is isaiah 56 verse 7 where we read i will bring them to my holy mountain and let them rejoice in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations I mean, let's just nail it down. That is the bottom line identity for the people of God gathered in worship. My house, Jesus says, will be called a house of prayer. So much so that we see evidence of this in the New Testament. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, after Peter has preached and 3,000 souls have been added to the Christians, the church in Jerusalem... We find out the characteristics. What was the the description of their gathering together? It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Two words I want you to see here. Well, actually, three, but two I'm going to focus on more closely. First one they. They all. Uh, Y'all. If we're gonna, if we're gonna just kind of bring it into something, I know. Uh, yeah, if you want to get really southern about it, it's all y'all. All right, everybody. They, plural. Next word is devoted. Devoted. I love the way that I'm just kind of thinking through reading definitions of this word and in its context in the New Testament. Devoted can be described as personally persevering obstinately. I mean, there is a dedication is another good word to put in there. It is a personal, it's relational, it's meaningful. It is perseverance. It is sticking with it. And it's obstinately, I'm going to do it no matter what. That is devotion. That is a a beautiful picture. Our life together, praying in harmony, is not merely an afterthought. Praying together in worship is not merely a way to make transitions from one place to another for the staff or anybody else. It is for us to focus on God, our relationship with Him our bringing our needs before him, our praying for and with each other is critical, I believe, to the health of our individual lives and our health and strength as a church. So, talking about praying in harmony is just not gonna get it done. And so, this is where prayer time comes in. We are gonna get to do this together. So, here's what I want. I want everybody to group up in no more than three or four to a group. We're going to pray together in small groups. We're going to pray together as the church gathered corporately. And when we're talking online, in homes, everybody just gather together. Call yourself a group. All right? And then everybody here. I want, and so I'm going to give you guys just a second, then I'll give ourselves the rest of the instructions. But I do want to see groups of no less than three, no more than about four. So let's, let's make that. It says, oh, man, church is becoming interactive. Yes, it is. Even on Sunday morning in worship. Here's where we go. And the reason I want it into small groups, yes, I am actively encouraging everybody to have the opportunity to be able to be uh, praying out loud with each other, okay? Because we are going to set out, not only this week, but for the next few weeks together, to be able to put into practice Matthew 21:13, this house being called a house of prayer. We're going to focus in these weeks today and in the the few weeks that are right ahead of us on us as a church. The need of our moment and seeking God's will for us. Now, you say you've got a limited time frame. Well, don't be surprised that down the road in the future, even months from now, we come back to this on a very regular basis. But we're going to be very intentional here for the next few weeks. And so... As we get together, I'm going to have you turn to Acts chapter 4, and we are going to pray, and I'm going to give us some topics to pray about for us as a church and being a praying church, first of all. And so I'm going to read this text here in just a minute. Then as we pray in small groups, I'm going to set one aspect up. And then I'm going to leave up the next one that will say, here's our response to what we read in Scripture. And then here's the emphasis I want everybody to be praying on. It'll be left on the screen just in case you need to go, oh, yeah, what are we praying about right now? And that's fine. I do that all the time going, yeah, you gave me an assignment. I just forgot it. I mean, And so I need that reminder. And so we're going to pray in two different ways, on two different uh, emphases that we'll have here. And so I'm going to say, let's pray for about three or four minutes. Then I may have to interrupt, and I'm going to stop us and move us to the next one. Then I'm going to say, go at it again and pray. If somebody didn't get to pray the first time, let them start off the second time. I don't want anybody to be missing out on this opportunity. So here we are in this moment, Our focal scripture for this week is Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 24. It says, "'When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, "'Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. "'You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David, your servant, "'Why do the Gentiles rage, and the people plot futile things?' The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, Consider their, heart, their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Man, is that what we want for ourselves as a church? I I believe it is. Now, the context of this, it is often said that necessity is the mother of invention. That's originally attributed to Plato and everybody else since then has just simply plagiarized him to claim it for their own. But basically, that in that moment, Peter and John had been preaching. they'd been brought in by the Sanhedrin and told, "Don't pray." And in verse 20, they said, "Whether it's right for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide, but we can't help but talk about what we've seen and heard. We have a compelling commandment and commission to go forward with this. Once they had been the, the Sanhedrin got frustrated, they released them, they went to the church gathered and what had been happening they've been praying for them. what did they do once they got there they prayed some more and this is what we find right here beginning in verse 24. so the first aspect of us praying together is to pray that a church that we be a church of confident prayer A church of confident prayer. Verse 24 says this. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. Let's move to that next slide. Go ahead. Church of confident prayer. When faced with opposition, the early church came together. They knew that as a family, they were called to encourage one another by praying collectively pray here's the prayer emphasis for us in this moment pray that we would all see the necessity of corporate prayer and then one other there is nothing outside the sovereignty of God he made everything sustains all things and is intimately involved in his world pray thanking God for his power and wisdom and involvement in our life as his church now I know this is odd I know this is maybe a little uncomfortable for some going we 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 turn Sunday morning church into a prayer meeting the answer is yes truth and advertising part for for me both praying and listening. I said the other day when I I broke our Wednesday night into small groups of just two praying together, and I didn't pair up. I said, well, I'm going to be watching and praying and making sure everybody gets the opportunity, then I'll close us and stuff. This time I was somewhat watching, but I was more listening. It's a blessing to be able to listen as everybody's praying. You're going, hey, I didn't maybe feel comfortable, and I didn't pray yet, or I prayed like this, and somebody else prayed like this. Remember, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to keep up this emphasis for the next several weeks, few weeks. It's just kind of in that because I, I believe we are in this moment that when we talk about being healthy as a church, when we talk about being healthy as believers, we want to turn and find the what must I do to fix it or what can I, what I and, and, and hand me the stuff to do, and we don't even stop to take time to seek God's face and just entrust ourselves to him and then begin to build faithfulness in that. I know of no great biblically authentic revival movement in Christian history that does not have at its beginning a very concerted effort of prayer. If we want to see our church revitalized, we want to see our witness strengthened, we want to see our lives enriched and emboldened, we've got to pray like the disciples did right here. Whether it's external opposition, whether it is an internal angst or, or concern or worry, we've got to find ourselves seeking God's face for the boldness to be faithful in all things. And you notice what took place when they came to the conclusion of this prayer time, in verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Now, whether or not we ever see this place shaken, I'm not that concerned. Lights, flicker, whatever. I'm not looking for that. Even when it says that they were then filled with the Spirit, you'll notice this emphasis here doesn't go back to Acts 2, where they began speaking in tongues, which when, when, I'm not, I don't have time to get into that. That was a special occasion, and I'm going to try to. I'm going to stop right there. This, I believe, is far more characteristic of what we see throughout the book of Acts as churches are established and begin to take off for the glory of God. They prayed, they were filled with the spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. What do I desire for us as a church? That thing right there. That we would speak both with our words and with our actions. Boldly testifying of the goodness and greatness of God what the gospel means for us as believers to share with other believers encouragement in that way and to a world that is lost and dead in trespasses and sins, that they would come to see Jesus who can make them alive for eternity, forgive their sin and be able to bless them with eternal life and a full life here and now according to the glory of God, even if God, yes, comes with a cost we would see these wonderful things happen. We can thank God very simply. That he always answers prayer. You say you just needed some filler time today. Because you didn't have enough of a message prepared. No I was very intentional. I'm going to be very intentional the next few weeks on this. To be able to set aside this time. To draw us together in prayer. And every time we pray. You say man it's just mass chaos. I had different people praying. And everything. You know what? Not to God. The promises of him being present. When we have gathered in his name. Are a blessing and beyond that. He hears every one of us. When we call out to him. And I look forward to the answers. We keep trusting. And he's going to transform us. We keep seeking the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's going to enable us to become more like Jesus. And as we're gathered together to be the church that he's called us to be. What does it take? Well, we've already, spoiler alert, we've already told ourselves what it takes. And it's not just in Acts 2.42, though I do want to go back there by way of reminder. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. That was Luke talking of the very early church in Acts, Paul uses the exact same word in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. That's got to be us. That's what I want for us. That we would devote ourselves to prayer and that we would stay alert in it with thanksgiving. That's the call. That's the heads up. Usually you're going, hey, I know we're talking about something each week and it's on this theme. Now you know exactly what we're going to be doing for the next few weeks. we we'll to be gathering together. We're going to focus on a passage of scripture. We're going to pray about it together. And make this a habit for us. Gathered in Sunday school classes, in just small impromptu gatherings, and as the church gathered for worship, that in all things he would have first place, and we would see him move among us for the glory of his name and the furthering of his kingdom. Church Sermon Podcast. For more information about Clay Town, please visit us online at www.claybap.org.